0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Batflipped. Woo! I don't even know what episode number this is. Uh, Twenty-five?
1: Really
0: twenty-four. I'm, I'm gonna look it up real quick. This is a terrible opening. I didn't I should have looked at this. Episode twenty-four, God, it looks like. Damn it. Batflipped episode twenty-four. Yep. The hot stove mid-December hot edition. Except it's, it's, it's not mid-December. Not it's not even
1: lukewarm either.
0: December 5th. And we're recording an episode talking about baseball. Yep. Nobody else is talking about baseball. Nope. We're talking about baseball. We've got, you know, not a ton of stuff to talk about, but there is some interesting topics here that we'll talk about. Free agency, some non-tendered players who would be good fits on other teams. And maybe we'll just do a quick little, uh, you know, top five or top 10 free agent prediction game and see who, oh, dear. who's right. You know, cause you you clapped me in the postseason predictions, so I'm gonna get you back with these uh nah. free agent predictions. So damn. Aaron, what have you been up to?
1: Nothing. Working. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You know, it's been oh it's been a while. It's been a, it's been a little while since we've done one of a these. Month. Yeah. It's it's yep. It's definitely time. We need to talk to the people.
1: Yep. Give the people what they want. Yeah.
0: So, oh yeah, we got we got our celebratory Yep. So does here, which may or may not be alcoholic. Shut up. <laughs> All right, Aaron. So what is first up on the list here? We don't even actually have a list. We don't. We're just kind of free Flying by it. the seat
1: of our pants here.
0: Yeah, we're free what we flowing. do on this channel. Let's we'll <laughs> yeah, we'll talk. You know, we'll talk about every a little bit of everything here. So yep. let's let's first talk about these players that were non tendered. Before we really get going here, the, the, there's, some, there's some good players that were non-tendered. Among them, Kyle Schwarber, non-tendered by the Cubs. That was kind of a shock. Yeah. But, I mean, he didn't really do much this season. But he's like a hero in Chicago for what he did in 2016. Yeah,
1: that's a st- that's still a big one that I'm surprised they're just going to let walk. But uh, he he'll be a good fit for a team out there.
0: Yeah, another one that was a surprise to me, Archie Bradley, formerly of the Arizona Diamondbacks. Yeah. Uh also former Reno Aces pitcher. As he was a starter. I actually have one of his yeah. game worn jerseys in yep. my closet when really he was tired. here. Uh yeah, so it's been man, it was there was a they were saying that this was going to be a very busy non-tender uh, con- uh season because they were saying that because of the uncertainty of 2021 season starting on time. Yeah. And with all the money that the teams lost, speaking of, we can talk about that. The uh, MLB is filing a uh, grievance or they're trying to sue an insurance company for losses from the 2020 season. I don't know. We'll figure that out later. Hmm. But with the uncertainty of the 2021 season and all the money that they lost in 2020, they were saying that the non-tender list was going to be a mile long. Now, for anybody who doesn't know how major league, baseball's contracts work, which is probably a lot of people. Right. Um, basically when you're when you're in the minor leagues, you make like zero dollars. It, it's enough to make a living, you know, probably sixty five to seventy thousand a year for triple A players, maybe a little bit less for double A, and even, you know, less than that for single A players. But once you get called up to the show, you're not making real money. Right? League minimum rookie salary is about five hundred and seventy five thousand oh, rough. dollars. Roughly. Rough. But Obviously, that's not what the top guys are making. That's not what you know, Mookie Betts or Buster Posey or, or Mike Trout or any of know, those guys are making, right? But you make that league minimum salary for roughly three seasons, unless you are called up like at the very beginning. Like if you start as a rookie on opening day, like you've never played in the big leagues before, yeah, uh, you get two years before arbitration. If you're if you're called up like mid season, I think it's after the second month of the season, you get uh, an extra year, basically which is what they, the Cubs did to, to uh, Chris Bryant. Chris Bryant yeah. And so basically how it works is, like I said, after three years, you're eligible for arbitration. Yep. Now your arbitration is basically set up by what you've done on the field your first three years in the major leagues, which is why a guy like Mike Trout, after winning the MVP, was only making a million dollars the next year. And then he signed that super mega deal uh Mookie Betts major. again was cited to make almost 30 million in arbitration this last year because of how ridiculous he's been right but typically in arbitration guys are somewhere around the five to ten million dollar year market and basically uh without going into too much detail how arbitration works is the player says I want this amount of yeah. money the team counters and says, I want to pay you this amount of money. Yep. And usually they're close enough together to where the player and the team can negotiate a contract to, uh, for that year to make sure that they don't have to go to uh, an independent arbiter, basically, right. who decides, no, the player is making this much or the team is paying you this much. And that's the last resort. Now, non-tendering contracts happens before arbitration. Once you get to that third year in the big leagues, that's when you can get non tendered And that's exactly what happened with the giants and Kevin Pillar. Yeah. Because the giants uh, Pillar was coming up for, for uh, arbitration and he was slated to make roughly $10 million in arbitration. The giants did not feel like he was a $10 million player. So they, they cut him loose and he ended up signing a four year deal with Boston in the offseason. Right now. So a lot of these players that got non-tendered, like Kyle Schwarber and all of them, are probably commanding a lot more salary than a guy that the Giants just arbit- avoided arbitration with, like uh, um, Dickerson, uh, Alex Dickerson. Yeah. Um, who's making, you know, who's only been in the big leagues a couple of years, three years, obviously, with arbitration, and is, you know, he got kind of what he wanted. I don't remember what his contract was, but it's not an outrageous amount of money for a guy that was producing like he was. So again, like a Kyle Schwarber who is probably going to make somewhere between seven and 8 million. I don't know what the number is. Just rough guess. The Cubs didn't feel like he was worth that much money. So they just basically said, see you later and go sign a free agent contract with somebody else.
1: Which is funny to me. Cause he, he was the guy for 2016. He's got the sentimental value, yeah. right? Yeah. But
0: obviously baseball is a business and teams are trying yeah, to run it I, as Yeah, I as feel possible. like he
1: you, you don't you don't
0: pay money on sentimental value. Yeah I mean some teams do, like look at the Giants up until this last year and and nothing against what they were yeah. doing and what they were paying guys, but
1: I mean I mean the Red Sox are kind of doing it too. So.
0: Yeah. But yeah, it's you you kinda wanna keep a guy in a place like that for you know, sentimental sake, but at the same time, right. you need production on the field. And if yeah. he's not going to give you $8 million of production, you kind of weigh the sentimental value with the actual on-field value, and then you make your decision.
1: I don't know. I, I'm a Schwarber fan, so I thought that... Oh, I love Kyle Schwarber. I thought that he would have been worth it. Um But obviously, we're not the pros. So, yeah, some of the
0: other... There was a lot of players... Oh, so going back to my original thing, there was not much more in the way of non-tendered contracts than there were in 2019 to 2020. I think there was only like six or seven more. So it's not like it was really crazy uh, that, you know, it's not like it was 50. I think it was like 50 something players in 2019 to 2020 offseason. Okay. It's not like it was 90 players right. in 2020, which is what a lot of people were kind of thinking would happen. So let's see. Who was non-tendered? Matt Andrees from the Angels, Hansel Robles, a re, uh, right-handed relief pitcher, Travis Shaw. That was one that I was kind of yeah. surprised. Travis Shaw was non-tendered from the Blue Jays. Yeah, uh, I think he'll get a he'll get a job though. Um, that that was just surprising. Uh, AJ Cole from the Blue Jays as well. He wasn't great. Adam Duvall. This one was. Yeah, this one strange. was a shocker to me. It was Adam Duvall got non-tendered, and. You look at what Adam Duvall has done and since he became a Brave in 2017, 2018. Let me look it up. Yeah, I don't know. All Adam Duvall has done with them is just destroy baseballs. And he was a 30 plus homer, 35 plus homer guy just yeah. last year. And just him getting non oh, he brings
1: He brings a pop to the lineup and. Yeah, that was, that's surprising. I
0: mean, you say what you will about the defense, right? He's not yeah. a great glove. He could fit a DH guy in, uh, you know, in the American League. Or when they implement the universal DH. Which is funny, because I saw a thing that said, like, without a doubt, the DH is not coming to the big leagues in 2021, or at least the National League in 2021, like, a week after the World Series. And now it's kind of creeping in, like, yeah. nobody's sure if there's going to no, be it's a DH happen. or not. And I'm like, that has to be collectively collectively bargained you can't just nope we're just gonna have the no dh because it was cool like you have to you have to put that in the in the cba yeah i I don't know so adam duvall since he became a brave like i said he i'm trying to pull up his full stats here the giants traded him to cincinnati in 2015 late 2014 yeah you were pretty heartbroken oh i was dude i (laughs) could see i could see adam duvall like his potential like the guy was unbelievable he wasn't great with san francisco in 2014 don't get me wrong like he was he only hit 192 and he struck out a bunch of times i think he had I'm trying to find the number here he had 20 strikeouts in 77 plate appearances yeah which obviously is yeah, way it's not good. too many yeah so he gets traded to cincinnati for mike leek in 2015 Ugh. and uh, mike leek was decent he wasn't terrible uh, but he goes to the Braves in 2018. And, and remembers how to baseball. Uh, between the two teams, he played 33 games for the Braves in 2018. But 2019 was like his breakout year. Yeah, he had a 2017 in Cincinnati though. He had 37 homers. Or no, he didn't. He had 31 homers. And but he was, he, was in the, he was hurt. He was a in lot. the home
1: run derby, I think.
0: Yeah, he was hurt a lot. I guess with the Braves, I didn't notice that. 2019, that's really weird. He played a. Oh, he only played 41 games, but he had 10 homers. This year, he played 57 games out of the 60. He had 16 homers and 33 RBIs. Yeah. Which is pretty good. Like, he's. Yeah. I understand why they non-tendered him because he hasn't been great the last uh, couple of years. But he's a guy. 30. has 162 average, according to baseball reference. Um, he averages, uh, 31 homers and 89 RBIs and a two, but a two hundred and thirty-three batting average. So it's not great on the batting average front, but in this, this type of uh, game that we're playing now where batting average doesn't mean everything. And it's, you know, about key hits and hitting homers. Yeah. He's kind of a valuable guy to have. Like you'll, he is, you look at a guy like Nomar Mazzara Right, a guy who hits two twenty but he's puts up forty bombs. Now. Yeah, yeah, he's a free agent too. Yeah. He got non-tendered by the White yeah. Sox, but you know, you get a guy like that that hits two twenty but puts up forty right. bombs. You'll pl- you'll you'll take that two twenty yeah.
1: average, yeah,
0: for the forty homers. I personally would. not I would like to see a guy hit. No, but we're in that day. And,
1: we're in that day and age now where they're going to take that. Yeah, that's how Joey Gallo still has a job. Well, Joey Gallo's turned on the average last couple. Well, of years. That, hopefully, he keeps it
0: going. But yeah, I mean, Adam Duvall, he averages 160 strikeouts per season, uh, extrapolated out. Um, He struck out 170 times in 2017. Now, that's not the 200 plus that Adam Dunn with the Reds would (laughs) strike out. But yeah, but it's still that's a lot of strikeouts, you know, it is. And I don't know. It's just uh, I, I think Adam Duvall could be a good fit. Like I said, an American League team that needs a D.H., who can go out and play left field two or three times a week and just to get you know, somebody off their yeah. feet. yeah. But I don't see him coming to the National League, to be honest. Now, like, I see all these posts on Facebook, and I know I've said this before. Stay off of Facebook for fan theories and stuff. Everyone's like, go get Adam Duvall. Come bring him back to San Francisco. And let me tell you why that does not work. As much as I would love to see Adam Duvall come play back in San Francisco, Because I like the guy. I've got his autograph. He doesn't fit on the team they have right now. Left field, you already have Alex Dickerson. Yeah. Right field, you already have uh, Mike Yastrzemski. Both left-handed hitters. Adam Duvall is a right-handed hitter, so he could platoon. But I don't see him being a platoon player. I don't know what his stats are versus right-handed pitching, but I still don't see him as a platoon guy.
1: Correct. He
0: can't play center field. Which You're is where the Giants tonight. have the biggest hole in their outfit. Yeah. So he's not coming back to San Francisco. Again, I think he profiles more as a DH at this point than he does as a starting fielder. I agree. So let's see. Let's go back down the list here. Who else was non-tender that was kind of interesting? I'm
1: interested to see what happens with Nomar Mazzara because he's, again, a big bat. There's, there's some big bats out there in the market right now that that can be super beneficial. Right. So here's and that's that's where I think a team like Toronto could benefit. Yeah. Is from a a big run producer like that.
0: But Toronto's got enough that they don't need they like if you you can put you can put anybody like Rowdy Telez at first base and have Vlad Jr. be your DH, and if Vlad Jr. is playing yeah, first base, then Rowdy Telez is your DH. Like Toronto doesn't need a DH type player;
1: they need. I still feel like they could get a lot better.
0: They could. They could go out and sign a guy like George Springer, who should be at the very top of their list to play center
1: field. Well, yeah, but I, I mean, even with a guy like Duvall or with Mazzara,
0: both of those guys are corner outfielders. Though they need they need someone to get center field. They have Grichik in in right field, and they have Lourdes Gurriel. I'm just who's a ta- stud. I'm talking strictly. Just offensively, Just, yeah. But the problem is they have to have a space for him to play to to hit, yeah. And he's already a corner outfielder. And like I said, they have Randall Grichik, who's not great but serviceable. He's an average bat, average glove. You're you're probably gonna take a hit defensively if you put Adam Duvall in the outfield behind, as opposed to having Grichik out there. And Lourdes Gurriel is a stud in left mm-hmm. field, and he can hit the crap out of the ball. So you're not playing him in left for Lourdes Gurriel, right? So it's a kind of a same situation that they have in in Toronto. They do in San Francisco is they need somebody to play center field. Now, Jonathan Davis, the guy who can go get it out there, he's one of the fastest guys who can play. I know you don't really follow Toronto, but like, I, I'm a fan of that team on like, just I follow them because they're just a fun team to watch, especially now that they're young again. Right. They're not as fun as the 2015 team yet, but they're still fun to watch. (laughs) Um, So they need someone to play center field. As well. So like a George Springer could play there or a J- uh, Jock Peterson maybe could play center field there. It's he not could. a huge outfield. So the ball flies, right? And, yeah. And just Adam Duvall, like to me, doesn't fit there either. So no. uh, neither would Omar Mazzara for right. me. Here's an interesting one for me uh, as well as uh, Kyle Schwarber that the Cubs also non-tendered Albert Almora Jr. Yeah. Who was, I was a surprise too. Again, a really good glove in center field. Very Not much bat, but a guy that could be uh, interesting Interesting if he was used in a different role, maybe on a different team.
1: Yeah. Not to go back into the – not to kind of live in the past, but I feel like he's he's been kind of spooked since he hit that uh, little girl in the stands.
0: Was that Amora? Oh, yeah, it yeah. was Amora. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I just I, – I feel like he's just been different since then, but – I mean, I, I can't necessarily blame him. Right.
0: Another guy who was super popular or, I guess, made famous in that 2015 American League Division Series Game 5 between the Blue Jays and the Rangers, yeah. Delano De Shields was also cut <laughs> loose. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he was with the Indians most recently. And uh, there goes that. So um, Ryan Stanek from the Marlins. Chasen Shreve from the Mets, former Yankee. Another guy who was decent who could probably get a decent job somewhere else, you know, a guy that, you know, some of these teams that are just looking for cheap bullpen help could pick up and maybe improve. I don't know, like, most of these other players. Um, Greg Garcia from the Padres, that was kind of surprising, too. He was, like, their utility bench guy, and every time he would come up against the Giants, it seemed like he was getting a homer. Like, I think he hit a walk-off homer into the bay after being on the bench all night. Or was... It was one of those weird games where the Padres hit a walk off homer in San Francisco because the game got moved when that false positive for Alex Dickerson. I don't remember if it was Greg Garcia that hit it, but it was like,
1: yeah, I don't
0: he know. he always killed the Giants, but more yeah, more of a, a bench guy. Never really got a whole ton of chances to start. Um, who else do we have here? Danny Santana from the Rangers. I know that name. I just I don't know if he's much you know that good. Uh, Kyle Farmer from the Reds got tendered. Yeah. That was not surprising, but a guy that I thought would stay there. Former Dodger who was traded to the Reds. Again, Archie Bradley. That would be a guy that I would love to see San Francisco get because he's going to be on the cheap. The Giants need a guy that's going to be able to come into the bullpen and he could be a late inning guy or a closer because,
1: I mean, the yeah. Giants need
0: to rebuild their whole bullpen. I feel
1: so. like he's... He's an underrated electric player that I'm I'm kind of worried like he's just going to slip through the cracks, right? You know, everybody remember
0: uh well, he's got his his moment in this in the Sun, was it 2016? In that wild card game that, that the Rockies played Arizona and he hit that triple Sev- 17. Was it 17? I think yeah, so. Yeah, he hit the triple. <laughs> that game yeah. was that was one of the most yeah. crazy wild games that I've ever seen. But yeah, I mean, he Uh, uh, a flamethrower too. I mean, he comes out, he he was a little bit, he didn't throw us hard this year, but he's been the mid to high nineties guy. Uh, But yeah, I mean, I would, I love, I love me some Archie Bradley. Uh, Kurt Casale probably won't get picked up like on a major league deal. Catcher uh, Brian Goodwin, who is played for the angels was also traded to the reds Uh, center fielder, light hitting center fielder. So it's just uh I mean it's he he could be an interesting guy. A guy like Tony Walters, also non-tender from Colorado. It's I don't know. I mean Tony Walters a light-hitting catcher, good defensive catcher, but not a guy that's that's going to be a force at the plate. Like he yeah. can run into, you know, he, he he's probably like a like a 2 215 220 hitter. I don't have the number in front of me, but that's kind of what I'm guessing. That's what it feels like. I don't, like I said, again, I don't know half of these players, uh, but oh Eddie Rosario from the Twins. That's a That was another guy, a low average, high power, decent glove guy. It seems like there's a lot of those at the moment. A lot of guys are saying, and they're all free agents. Yeah. To go pick him up. Uh, Matt Whistler, a reliever from the Twins, former Braves pitcher, pretty good as well. I mean, there's a lot of guys out there. Luis Sessa from the Braves, or no, he was tendered. It was Jonathan Holder from the Yankees. That was not tendered as well, and so there's a lot of a lot of non tender players out there. Yeah, and I think the reason. Let's see. I've got the number here for the Cubs and Kyle Schwarber. Let's see what he was anticipated to make. Oh, it doesn't actually say. Twenty eight year old though. I'm trying to see because some of these players on this list have their arbitration predictions on here, and it's not a lot of money for a lot of them. Or maybe it was their pre arb. Oh, Jesus Aguilar, yeah, he was tendered at 4.3 million. But yeah, so lots of lots of options out there. Who were who are some of those guys that that you would think that would fit with Boston? Like for me, one I think we talked about this just before the pod. Mm-hmm. The one that makes the most sense to me for Boston is Kike Hernandez yeah. at second base.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we haven't had a solid second baseman since everything with Pedroya has been going on. Was that twenty fifteen?
0: 2016? Yeah. Like the guy hasn't played in three years.
1: Yeah. It's been a long time. Um, uh, so that hasn't been a, uh, lockdown position and he gives, he gives us the opportunity for that. So I think that would be a good pickup. Um, really someone like an, an, an Archie Bradley still wouldn't be bad. I mean, they do we need don't, help. We don't, we don't have any pitching really. We don't have a solid closer. We got Matt Barnes, but to me, he's not a closer. Right. So there's a lot of holes just in our pitching staff as a whole, not just starting and not just bullpen. It's it's on both. So I think that's really where they need to focus on, and hopefully that's where they will. And if that means another season where we're just kind of getting by with a second baseman – yeah, they just so kinda, be it. they just kind of put
0: a utility guy there and if you can play there as long as you're average defensively, right. I don't really care what you got. You know, I I couldn't even tell right. you how many guys or who even played second base for the Red Sox this year.
1: So, it was a Asian guy, I don't remember his name. Was it,
0: it wasn't Suway Lin. Yes, it was it? Yeah. Oh, he just signed a minor league deal with the Twins today. Yeah. So, adiós. Uh, let's see. The Mets are trying to sign catcher James McCann who was pretty under the radar. Yeah. He wasn't good when he came up. He's kind of, he's kind of taken the, uh, I guess, former White Sox uh, shortstop. that played for the A's. I keep drawing a blank on his name right now. Simeon? Simeon. Marcus Simeon. Yeah, he's kind of taken that route. Not so good defensively when you first come up. And now, yeah. now he's a hot commodity. He's not a JT Real Muto, which the Mets really should be going after. Right. But he is a solid catcher.
1: They're saying that the Mets are trying to go after Bauer and Real Muto. Speaking of the Mets, even even if they do that, they're still gonna find a way to fuck it up. It's the Mets. To say speaking of the Mets, they have been sold. Finally, a a buyer by the name of
0: Steve Cohen has purchased the Mets.
1: Rich fucking guy.
0: Yeah, he's he has said that he is going to to turn the ship around. Sure, and he's going to spend money like the Mets have never spent money before. Okay, and. I'm interested to see
1: that. All right. Because the Mets. I Every time I think of the Mets, I think of the Family Guy episode. <laughs> where it's like, and I it's the beginning know. of the New York Mets season. Throws the first pitch, and it's over. Yeah,
0: that, that is the greatest. <laughs> yeah,
1: I, I haven't ever since Todd Frazier left and... I mean, they had one good year in 2015, and
0: they got blown up by the Royals. It, in the yeah, Series.
1: yeah, and they, you know, they lost their Dark Knight in in Harvey, and
0: he's never been the same since. No, since. he he
1: hasn't, and they've they've never been the same. That's true. They can't get Cindergaard and Degrom. <clears throat>
0: <clears throat> yeah, they can't get them together. On the field, yeah, at the same time.
1: To really try to quote unquote like run the table, they had Wheeler. No, that didn't work out.
0: I mean, it did until it didn't,
1: right? But (laughs) that again, like you had Wheeler and Cindergaard, but not Degrom. You had Wheeler and Degrom, but not Cindergaard. Like it never meshed.
0: They have. uh, They also did extend that qualifying offer to Marcus Stroman, and he did accept.
1: Oh yeah. So they have. So that's the other. Like really, if they if they did it, it would just be another year to me, where they have an amazing fucking pitching rotation and you're gonna screw it up well
0: let's look at their offense though they have peter Rolonzo they have jeff mcneil yeah and who else do they have to play or to hit i mean i couldn't <laughs> cesspit i don't think he's there anymore
1: i think he's a free agent now no he's got one more year i think so i thought he was a free agent i don't know he he's another guy he hasn't played that's true
0: under uh, mysterious circumstances on that ankle injury on his yeah uh, with whatever. the hog and the anyway. whatever his story is. Speaking of players that uh, I guess are a little bit older and were thought of as elite defenders and, and elite players at one point, Robinson Cano suspended the Fucking whole guy. season for a Idiot. second positive PET test. Idiot. Now, Robinson Cano was very well liked at the Yankees was. And went to the Mariners, where I think was where he was caught the first time. I don't know for sure. And then he was traded to the Mets, what, two or three years ago? Yeah. And now he is gone. All right. So here's where it begs the question. Robinson Cano is probably one one of the best, I wouldn't say best, one of the better shortstops to ever, second baseman, to ever play the game. Figure it out. And... Now, and I kind of would tend to agree with this. With a second positive PED right. test, you can kiss the Hall of Fame goodbye for Robinson Cano. Yeah, it's it's and a done deal. He's going to
1: go down like a rod, and like unfortunately, like Roger Clemens and, and Barry Bonds, and and all of that. Like <clears throat> even now nowadays, I feel like it's a little different. But like in the steroid era, I I, I feel like. All of those those guys, if they're on the ballot, they should be in. Because it wasn't, you weren't the only fucking guy doing it. You were hitting against guys. Like Clemens. That were taking steroids. Yeah. A lot. A lot of pitchers. And how many didn't, how many didn't come forward? And if you're Barry Bonds, what the fuck does it matter? Like these guys are still walking you. The reason, With the bases loaded I to get around you. like it, 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 It's irrelevant. The reason for me that
0: I think that Barry Bonds doesn't get in is because he has the home run record. If he didn't have the home run record, if he hit like 710, or even if he was like in the 660s or 670s, he probably would be in. But the reason that he's not in is because he owns a record.
1: I'm just saying, you give any player right now steroids. Freely let them take it. J.D. Martinez, Mike Trout, like any.
0: I don't think Trout would do it. it
1: no, isn't. no. I mean, any any big pop guys yeah. that can. Uh, Joey Gallo. Yeah. Like. Nomar Mazzara. Yeah. Any of those guys that can make contact like that, give those to them, they won't even come close. Yeah. Guarantee it. And. There but, was no way. Like, that dude had a better pitch recognition than almost anybody ever. Yeah. There's a reason he has, like, the most walks. I think he has the most walks in a single season. Yeah. Um, uh, it was insane. And he's got some, he's like, insane career number of walks. Yeah. And, yeah, a lot of those are intentional because he makes – he had such good power. But then the other ones, like, like he it, it wasn't from a lack of pitch recognition.
0: Yeah, so here's where I'm at with that whole thing, too. Clemens and Bonds and – and um shilling even yeah shilling you can say what you will about shilling and his personal right twitter whatever he does what he stands for whatever who cares but all of those guys yes probably did do it bonds for what it's worth never tested positive right but i'm not a i'm not a denier i'm sure he did it i'm a barry bonds love i love barry bonds right but he all of those guys played with an air er, in an era that, yes, it was very prevalent and very, right. very popular. They were the best players of that generation of that particular style of game. And you still had game.
1: and you had guys that tested positive, yeah, for all of these steroids and, and everything, and they just get glanced over. I mean, because you, could, you
0: could even include Alex Rodriguez in this conversation, as
1: right? He won't get in.
0: They were the best players of that generation, right? You can't, and I know that a lot of people are doing this already, but to me, you can't apples to apples compare a guy like Mike Trout to a guy like Ty Cobb or to a guy like uh,
1: it was it was still a way different. Joe DiMaggio,
0: game. right? You can't apples to apples compare right. that. You can't compare you can't compare like Clayton Kershaw to uh, Sandy Kofa. I mean you can, the stats, right? But you it's a different game. Yeah,
1: yeah, and and really, that's where we all love arguing about who the greatest players of all time are, but you never will have a greatest player of all time, right? Because it's all relative, because yeah, because the game evolves so much over time. Like yeah. now, you're talking about about um, revolutions on on the ball. Like what's what's the spin rate? You know, plus velocities way up from when it was back in the day. Right. So velocity's up spin rates way up. Like that's stuff that nobody ever had any idea of. And now that's all they're worried about. So you got guys like, and I'm sorry. And that's, that's where my argument comes in that, that again, I I know I'm, I'm kind of contradicting myself, but someone like Mike Trout is probably the best player ever because if you transplant him in a game back in the day, Right. That dude's going to hit five home runs every fucking game.
0: Yeah. I mean, you've got a guy. So you've got a guy like, for example, this is a nuclear example, right? You've got a guy like Trevor Bauer. Yeah. And I know we've talked about Trevor Bauer like ad nauseum on this, but that's fine. Like you you can look it up yourself. Well, we
1: already talked about Mike Trout in literally 24 out of 24 episodes.
0: (laughs) Trevor Bauer, (laughs) I think starting in like 2015, 2016, he was really the first pitcher that I've heard of that I knew was, was doing this. He yeah. was going to the super high speed cameras to see how the pitch is coming out of his hand. Right. He was really working on pitch design. He was working on spit, spit, spit rate. <laughs> <laughs> he was working on spin rate. Yeah. He was doing all of this stuff five years before anybody else. And yeah. that's why he's so good now because it took the league however long to catch up. Now, If you were to take a guy like Trevor Bauer, and I know that, again, this isn't an app. You can't apples to apples compare them because they're different. But if you take Trevor Bauer, 2020 Trevor Bauer, Cy Young winner, one vote away from unanimous. Right. And you put him in like 1990 or no, you put him, even if you put him up against 2004 Pedro Martinez, who was unbelievable. Right. You can't compare them because the hitters are different. The hitters are looking yeah, different. Yeah, they're not things. even the pitchers yeah, the pitches are different. It's not like you can just say, oh well, Pedro Martinez was better.
1: 99 Martinez, 04 Martinez, Randy Johnson, yeah, Greg Maddox. Like, I mean, Greg Maddox is a guy that I still feel like arguably nobody talks about. Right. And he was just like. And he never, he didn't even throw that hard. He didn't throw. No, but he That dude could locate better than anybody else. And that's a stat to me. You have location. The location hasn't changed. Right. So he's probably the best ever to be able to locate pitches because his swing and miss is insanely high because these guys can't, they can't figure out where it's going to go. Or, you know, it's just, it's all, it's all deceiving. So, but that's, that's where, you know, you can transplant all these different players
0: into the different eras. Yeah. But and it,
1: it's the same reason that now they say that nobody's ever going to hit 400 again. Nobody's ever going to break the, um, the history, the history, because, because the, the swing are so and much, misses are way up.
0: The pitchers are so much better.
1: Yeah. It, Pitchers used to just be pitched to contact. Yeah, now now ninety nine percent are pitched to strike you out.
0: I was gonna say if you're a starting pitcher and you're not getting at least eight to nine strikeouts per nine innings, yeah, what
1: the fuck's wrong with you? Yeah, shit's broke.
0: Like I mean, the long go- I mean, there's still a few guys in the league that are that are pitched to contact yeah. guys like a Charlie Morton, like a Kyle Hendricks, yeah, like um, uh, there was another guy I was just thinking of, but those kind of guys really, like I would even Heichel. say
1: Glass now, like because Glass now hasn't developed a enough pitches like we talked about that
0: yeah in the last yeah
1: episode. but uh, they're all pitched to contact but their eri era is all naturally higher right because right now what are batters trying to do try make to, contact
0: well they're trying to hit homers
1: yeah but that that's all you can't hit a homer if the bat doesn't come off your shoulder true so there, there's no, yeah, there's no app. It's, it's apples to fucking grapefruit, like, well, and even that's close, like <laughs> apples to pineapples. That, it, it's, yeah, it's not even, not even close to the same thing.
0: Yeah. So anyway, back to the original thing that brought this up. Robinson Cano probably not going to the Hall of Fame now, and and probably had a real shot at being in the Hall of Fame.
1: Yeah. But oh, yeah. but
0: definitely, uh, I think that ship has sailed. Yep. On that. So. Man, there's there's just so much that, that's going on. Uh, it, it, even though, like baseball, this is the slow time of year. Uh, we're about to have the winter meetings. I think they're only a couple of days away next week. Yeah, I think I think so. Um, so we might see some roster movement there, some trades Hopefully. made.
1: I'm ready for some something to happen.
0: Yeah, we're waiting for these free agents to fall. And I was kind of, oh. I was kind of hoping that they would sign sooner rather than later. Yeah, I don't nice. think it's going to be like it was in 2019 when when guys like. Uh, J.D. Martinez and all those guys weren't yeah. signing until halfway through spring training. I don't right. think it's going to be that slow. But I think that I don't uh, think
1: there will be anything crazy until next year.
0: Yeah, I think mid-January we will we'll probably have some of these yeah. big names like Trevor Bauer will probably wait until just before spring training because that's how he is. Yeah, but yep. we'll probably have, you know, a J.T. Romuto if the right offer comes in sooner rather than later, he'll probably take it. Well, and
1: that's a player that someone like Bauer is going to be holding out for like he wants to see what the market it's Different looks positions, like. but yeah, what are you know for age? Because Real Muto's older. I think Real Muto's
0: 31. He's he's 31. But
1: he's he's older than Bauer. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So and and for a catcher, that's you might as well be 50.
0: Yeah, but he's still I mean, he's no, here's I, the thing though, is like Real Muto is a unicorn to he me. He is. He is. Because you never Everybody see, said
1: that about Buster Posey, though.
0: No, but here's the thing. This is why he's a unicorn, though, because you never see a catcher like JT Remuto ever reach free agency. They right. they usually get locked up early, mm-hmm. and that's why Yadier Molina. I think the Phillies are catching a lot of flack for it. Yeah, that's why a guy like Yadier Molina was with the uh, the Cardinals for yeah. his whole career yep. because, A, he wanted to be there, but, B, they locked him up when he was, like, 27, 28 years old to the contract that he just finished. right. You don't see a catcher. It's like, again, like a Buster Posey. You don't see them get to free. Because once you have your catcher, you You hold on to that catcher. You don't let him go. And and so that's why Real Muto is such an interesting case because there hasn't really been a big name free agent catcher in the last 15 years that I can think of.
1: It's fair. You want to know? So I'm kind of excited. You want to know what's gaining a lot of traction? What's that? Bauer to the Padres.
0: Yeah, I still don't know if that's going to happen. It could happen. I don't know if it's going to happen.
1: Ah, that makes that team
0: a whole lot better. Because I've also seen, like, the Mets have really been wanting to get Trevor Bauer. Yeah, I
1: know, but but I, I'm I'm still... Bauer is still a guy that he's chasing that, that ring. Like, right. a lot of guys will say that they're not. He is.
0: Yeah. He, want, he wants yeah, to win. Yeah,
1: that's... that's and hey, and there's nothing yeah. wrong with that. No, either. and and then there's not. Like, if I why, was in his shoes, I'd be doing the same thing. Yeah. Why and realistically, I don't believe the players that say that they're not. They want to stay loyal to a team. Cool. I, I don't know what pipe dream they're feeding you, but...
0: I like, mean... I the mean, fucking
1: Mariners aren't... You're not going to get a lifer on the Mariners because... Oh, I'm really loyal to him. Well, you're never gonna win a ring.
0: I mean, there's a guy who wears 27 with the Angels that just signed a 13 year deal.
1: Yeah, I, <laughs> I know. So, I
0: mean, it does happen, but I it still, also makes I, it a lot better. I
1: can believe it. I don't want to believe
0: it. It, it does make it a lot easier when they're gonna pay you 400 million dollars.
1: Yeah, that, that I would just be <laughs> yes. I'll, whatever
0: you need, <laughs> dear. Yeah. I'll, I'll go play for the Orioles right now and i yeah. will never win another game for right. like $10 million. Right.
1: Yep. <laughs> I will literally carry these guys. Just climb on.
0: And that's the thing. Okay. So, speaking of the Angels, I know we're kind of like, this is the fun we're thing hopping around, but about I'm having, having fun. no plan of what we're talking about.
1: Yeah. It's a the Angels Follow along.
0: The Angels have taken themselves out of getting a any
1: other good play. Game
0: shortstop. Because they signed or they traded for Jose freaking Iglesias from the Orioles, former Tigers shortstop, who actually was pretty good defensively, but never really a good hitter. Why would you do that when you You have... You do know
1: Iglesias played on the Red Sox, right?
0: I had no idea. Yeah. So... For like a split second. (laughs) When you've got guys like uh, Didi Gregorius out there. Right. You've got a guy like Marcus Simeon out there. Right. Right. Who are and two you just bona-fide, let Simmons walk? Two bona fide
1: shortstops. Nah, we're gonna take this guy. We're gonna trade for this guy who's <laughs> oh my, what are you doing? Can you just do me a favor? Just try to hit like 150. Yeah. Maybe a bomb. Well, I, I don't even I don't know. Just
0: the Angels consider him as a gold glove shortstop, and he's good defensively, but he he's is. Not, he's
1: really good. I, I don't doubt that. He's
0: not good with the bat. No. And and they needed somebody like Didi Gregorius right. to come in there and actually You be able can't
1: to hit, you can't retrap. have You can't have one guy in the lineup of all teams.
0: I mean, Rendon was kind of a non-factor for the first 20 games of the season this year.
1: Right. But of all teams to know that you can't have one guy. Because it started with Pujols. That was your guy. He was going to change the whole lineup. Yeah. Starting in 2012. Well, spoiler alert, that didn't work out. So then who did your guy change to? Mike Trout. He was a whole lot better. It worked out better for a little bit. Yeah. Now, what? Well, you're not of, surrounding him with anything. Speaking of
0: pitchers, Trevor Bauer to the Angels makes a lot of sense. What money? They've they've got
1: money. I They're mean, still paying Pujols
0: and Trout and Rendon, right? And Upton for some reason, right? But like, if you're the Angels, you got to do something to get. Better. And, and you're not just si-
1: one more hitter away.
0: Le- yeah. Letting You Simmons need a pitching go.
1: staff. You need a, at least one more hitter.
0: They need to bring back Tommy LaStella, but that's not going to happen. Right. Uh Yeah. So you need pitching, 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 pitching. And and probably a catcher because. Yeah. I mean, they've been kind of weak at catcher for a while. Even when they, they got Lucroy, he was. He wasn't the Lucroy that was on the Brewers in twenty sixteen. Kind of
1: low key stoked that Lucroy's a minor league deal now
0: with Boston. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even hear that. Uh, what was but, that last year? But you can't, know. you can't take yourself out of it because there's two. I would, I would say right now they're premier shortstops. There's two premier shortstops right? out on the open market, right? And you trade for a guy that. Let me, I'm going to, I'm going to look
1: this up because hitting wise, he's not good. And even if, if you like, we're obviously going to go down that road, but the only highlights you've seen of Jose Iglesias, the last five years,
0: is that one barehanded play he made with Texas back in like 2015, Well,
1: but not even just that they've only been defensively.
0: I mean, 2020, he was good. He had 142 at bats, 53 hits. I mean, three homers, but he hit 373.
1: Oh, wow. I, I, I that's mean, that's by the, far the best he's hit.
0: Baltimore was terrible. So nobody's talking about it. Right. He's a career 278 hitter. So he's not a slouch at the plate, but he's not the guy you need.
1: No, no, a guy like to me, to me, a guy like Didi Gregorius could totally change that lineup. Especially if it's even a twinkle oh, yeah, of the Didi. if it's a twinkle of the Didi that played with the Yankees. Yeah, he was with the Red Sox in 2011,
0: right? 2011, 2012, and and, uh, half of 2013. So he Uh, got a ring.
1: And then he went to... Then he went to the Tigers. Yes.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's not... He's only hit double-digit homers once. 2019, he hit 11 with Cincinnati in that little tiny ballpark. Again, like, he's not... Okay, so he's not as bad a hitter as I thought he was. But he's not, he's not a D.D. Gregorius at the plate. Right. He's not a guy that
1: D.D. can still get you over 20.
0: Yeah, he's not a guy that's going to pop... He's probably maybe going to hit 10... In, in L.A.? <laughs> right. <laughs> he's not going to be... He's a five guy. Yeah, he's not going to be hitting a lot of dingers in, in uh, Orange County. But, yeah, he's a career 278 hitter. But, yeah, by far his highest batting average uh, in, in 2020 at 373. His previous high was... In uh, 2013, as total combined between Boston and Detroit, he hit 303. And he had a 300 season in 2015 and was an all-star, but only played 120 games. Yeah. He's a guy, he's never played more than, a, well, he played 146 last year. But before that, he never played more than 137 games. Hmm. And uh, that was, like, the most. Like, he played 109 in 2013, and then it was... 120, 137, 130, 125. So he's not a guy that's going to even play every day. He's going to play most of the day, most days. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, he's he's never had an RBI season of more than 60. 59 is his career high. So he's not going to be the offensive guy that you need to play that position. Right. But he can be... He's good with the glove. So I guess they got that. But he's not... He's not Ansholton Simmons with the glove. No. And, and maybe... Maybe they didn't want to bring Simmons back. I guess I didn't know this because I didn't follow the Angels this year. I guess he opted out with like a week left in the season and said deuces. Really? And uh, a lot of people didn't like that. So I don't really. Um, But just like having a guy out there like Simeon or 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 Gregorius, like the I would have rather had one of those two guys. Yeah. Oh yeah. Established, especially because Simeon had MVP votes early last year. Right. 2019, I mean, he almost won the MVP. Well, I wouldn't say almost, but he was in consideration. He was there. <laughs> so I just, eh, I don't like that move, but it is what it is. Um, it's, a, it's another
1: angels move.
0: Yeah. They, they, they really need to go out and find some starting pitching because yeah. they're, they're in trouble if they, if they don't. Yep. And Andrew Heaney, as good as he is, is not a number one starter. And no. he's been their number one starter for a while. Right. He's, he's not there. Uh, the last
1: guy that they thought was going to be their godsend pitching wise was Weaver.
0: And that was way back in the early 2000s. And he pitched until like 2012. Yeah. I mean, he did win a World Series with them in 2002. But that was the last time the Angels were really relevant because right. they made the postseason and played the Orioles and got swept Right out of the postseason. I mean, that
1: was the last time Chris Davis was relevant. So.
0: Yeah. But the <laughs> Orioles have been less relevant. Uh, they were Last time the Orioles were relevant was like 2015.
1: Yeah. But, and, but they've fallen flat on their fucking face.
0: 2016? What was the year that 15. Edwin hit the walk off homer? Was that 15 or 16? In the, in the wild card game. That game that I Zach Britton never pitched in. They pitched Ubaldo Jimenez. And then oh, uh, I don't Edwin remember. hit the walk off homer. Was... I had to have been like 2016. I'm
1: pretty sure it was 15. I don't know. I don't remember.
0: But, yeah, it's, I don't know. I. Do you remember when they had Zach Granke? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and at that point, they oh had nobody else. God. They had nobody else on the mound, and their offense was, was not great either. So, right. that was, that was like 2014. I don't remember. It was yeah. 2013, 2014. We could
1: keep knocking around years all yeah. night. But
0: anyway, that's what we're trying to say is the Angels haven't been a good team for a while. No. And, and they need a they couple need a of lot. pitchers. They need a couple of starters. One thing that I was surprised that they non-tendered uh, uh, their former closer, Keenan Middleton, who was unbelievable just a couple of years ago. He had Tommy John surgery, and he barely pitched since then because I don't think the Angels really gave him a chance. Uh, but they, they non-tendered him. So Keenan Middleton could be a, a good scrap heap pickup for anybody. Uh, he's he threw like ninety nine, one hundred and he had a good curveball and he could just blow guys away. But yeah, letting him go again after the injury, they didn't let him pitch much. But if the Angels need to be better, they need a full season out of Shohei. They need. They need Otani to to be good on the mound. They need they need. Uh, it's just Otani. I feel like is their X factor, right? If Otani is good,
1: then the yeah. angels
0: have a good shot at being good. Right. And,
1: and that's all I'm going Yeah. As a, as a start. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, but yeah, if Otani can get it down on the mound, I'm not even saying he needs to start 30 games. If he can start 25 games and, and be healthy and be good and, and turn around on the offensive side of the ball. Cause he hit like 25 homers. Yeah. In the first full season on the I'm just I'm not
1: sold. I'm not sold. I'm not sold that he's going to be able to be the dual threat guy that they thought.
0: Right. So here's my next question, because I just thought about this. What team in 2021 is going to step up and take the West? Is it still Oakland? Because they're losing Liam Hendricks. They're losing Marcus yeah. Simeon. I mean, they're still going to have that great infield with Chapman and Olsen, and I don't even know who's going to play second base for them. They should they should bring back Tommy Lastella to play second yeah. base. Yeah. And their outfield's still set. Uh, I think Chad Pender's going to get a really extended look at second base because he just signed a good uh, a good uh, arbitration-avoiding contract at like $2.5 So he could be a good guy to play second or shortstop right now for Oakland. Yeah. But does a team like Houston, who's, I think, taking a step back, especially losing Springer, they could still bring him back, but I don't yeah, think they will. Yeah, they're getting
1: Verlander back, though.
0: So which team in the AL West is the way, Mariners. Too, way too early prediction, but which team in the American League West do you think has a, a realistic shot at stepping up and taking the division? Is it still Oakland? Is it still Houston? Or is it a team like the Angels? Or is it the Rangers? I don't think the Rangers are there. No,
1: the Rangers aren't there yet. Not, not yet. The Angels, I, I, don't know. I every time I bet on them, like,
0: I think it's a little bit up. For I grabs. thought they were going
1: to be way better than Texas last year, and they weren't.
0: Right. I mean, to me, I guess, I guess the same question I could ask is if obviously we think Tampa's going to win the East. Like, I think we both can agree with that right now. Tampa's going to yeah. win the League East this year. But it would be especially like if, with the, the take, Yankees
1: are taking a step if, back.
0: If you take Tampa out of the equation. It'd be like, okay, who do you like, Toronto, New York, or Boston? Right. Like, any one of those three teams yeah, take and, that and, second spot.
1: And New York, New York's taking a big enough step back that really, and like we've talked about before, Boston's not a team that's going to stay down for long. I mean, they've proven before they'll go from last to first and win the fucking 13? World Series. Shout like, out. Yeah, it, it <laughs> doesn't. it's pretty irrelevant to them the previous year's record. Like they don't take, and that's where I think where we really disagree about Bauer could be a good fit at a team like Boston because they're going to turn around fast. Right. And he wants a ring. And I mean, but it's in the West. Like there's, there's been such a, detachment in the division like LA and Texas have been so much worse than Oakland and Houston right and and well and Seattle Seattle too has been terrible worse than them and I saw someone trying to say that Seattle could could make a step next year I I don't see how they have like they're
0: like nobody who can throw the baseball. Right. I, I couldn't name one starting pitcher. I
1: don't, I don't see Seattle being relevant for at least five more years. Like they have a lot of fucking work to do. Yeah. And that's where I, I still think right, right now to me, it's, it's a toss up. I can't really choose between Oakland or Houston. I, I think both teams are taking the
0: same steps back. Yeah, I think maybe Oakland a little bit more because they're losing a closer and they're losing Marcus Simeon
1: and what's different for Houston. And I think I'm edging on the side of Houston. Yeah, they are losing George Springer, potentially, potentially, because he could still resign, but, obviously. Yeah. To me, if he was going to resign, they would have already resigned him. But. You're getting a guy like Verlander back who, yes, he's old
0: and they still have Granky.
1: and but. That's, he's been, he's really, even with Cole there, Verlander's been your workhorse. Right. So that's where I I think ultimately they'll edge him out and they'll be back to the top of the division.
0: Okay, So. so free agent time. I need you to pick, let me give you, let me give you the top 10 free agents here. All right. Top 10 MLB free agents. Okay, so pick one of the top 10 free agents. You've got JT Real Muto, obviously Trevor Bauer, George Springer, DJ LeMahieu, who I feel like I should take off the board because that's going to be low-hanging fruit if you pick him. Marcelo Zuna, Marcus Stroman's not a free agent anymore. Uh, Marcus Simeon, Didi Gregorius, Michael Brantley, or Justin (laughs) Turner? Which one of them signs first and what team do they go to?
1: I could see a guy like Marcelo Zuna signing with the Giants.
0: Okay, so here's where my...
1: For center field.
0: like He is not a center fielder. So, again, it's the same Adam Duvall argument for
1: me. I don't know. He's more of a center fielder than Duvall. He hasn't played a game in center field in... He's a left fielder. God knows
0: how long. Again, if they're willing to platoon because Dickerson's a left-handed hitter, Marcelo Zuna's a right-handed hitter, I just can't right, see them All signing. Right, I just can't. Here's my thing. I just can't see them signing two players at more than two to three. Cause Alex Dickerson's deal. I just remembered was like 2.2 million. So I can't see them signing him and then signing Marcelo Zuna for like six or 7 million to platoon him. It doesn't make sense to me. So I don't think he's coming to San Francisco. Anyway, choose again. Who's your, who, who else do you think? I mean, it'd be, he, offensively, he would be a good fit. Defensively, they don't have anywhere to put him. The only, the only way our uh, Ozuna comes to San Francisco, in my opinion, is if there is a DH. Because that's mostly what his value is at this point, because he's a well below average defender. He's not, he's not a guy that's going to go out there and win you a gold glove in left field, or even be average defensively in left field. So I, I don't see it happening for Ozuna. I I think I'll take over here and I'll let you kind of think about that. Yeah, I am going to pick. I will pick. um, I guess, you know what I'm going to do since since Marcus Stroman is on this top 10 list and he's not a free agent anymore. Number 11 is Masahiro Tanaka. Yeah. And I will take Masahiro Tanaka to sign with San Francisco. And and here's the deal is Masahiro Tanaka is a a good pitcher. Obviously, we've seen him the last, what, seven years with New York? At least six years with New York. 32-year-old starting pitcher, uh, a very serviceable pitcher. It was very good for New York. The reason I see him coming to San Francisco is because they're desperate for starting pitching as well. Right? They need a guy, and he's a little bit older. He's 32 but he could probably get 3 or 4 more years of being a good pitcher. Yeah. San Francisco obviously is a big park. And I just think that he could seriously benefit with coming to San Francisco because again they they're they're desperate for pitching, but he could be that veteran leader that they need. He won't cost more. He he probably won't bring more than about 8, maybe 9 million a year. So if the Giants could get him for four years and, and 35 to 37 million, I think that would get it done. They need, they need, um, they just need, he's another guy that's had Tommy John surgery, right? He missed all of 2014. Right. So I just think that he fits really well with San Francisco. Who's desperate for starting pitchers, a guy who needs a little bit of a rebound and, and, and I think uh pitcher's park like that would definitely do him some
1: good. So Okay. Do you uh um, do you get one here? Yeah, I have I kinda have a few. All right, what you got? Um So <sighs> my problem is they're not in the top ten. So Okay, that's fine. Just pick one. I was just going to talk so to So, I'm kind of kind of sad that I thought this, but I scroll, <laughs> I scrolled past Jackie Bradley Jr. Uh, <laughs> and I uh, that he's he a guy that I fit could fit huh? in San
0: Francisco too. Like
1: the, if they're just looking that's, for center fielders, that's where I'm at, and especially and the main reason that clicked in my head is how big and, and tricky center field can be. It's very similar to Boston. That's what I'm saying. So, and he's not expected to be a pop guy. Nope. So going to San Francisco wouldn't be a huge deal. Right. To him. Um, and the only reason San Francisco is the first team that comes to mind is because they're the, the first team I can think of that really, they, just, they have a gaping hole in center. Field. Oh, yeah. Like they have nothing.
0: Yeah. So they've got, when they have a Mauricio Dubon, a second baseman playing center field for
1: 25 games. Um, The. Another one. I mean, Colton
0: Wong to Boston makes sense. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Um, I could see that. Um, If, if Jackie Bradley doesn't end up signing with Boston, um, I could see them, they're gonna, they would have to switch guys around in the outfield, which I could see, but I could see a guy like Michael Brantley going to Boston. Uh, honorable mentions and old guys that I'm gonna say I wouldn't be shocked if they did something stupid. A little John Lester reunion in Boston.
0: There was serious talks that the Giants might go after him and Jake like, Arrieta. So,
1: think about it. Either one of those guys on a one or two year deal, yeah, um, is not a bad. It's not a bad pickup. Like it's a small enough amount of money that the return that you can get, right, is well worth it.
0: Can um, I? Can I interject here for yeah. a second? I'm scrolling down the list. Number eighteen is Charlie Morton. I yeah. totally missed this one. I said he stays in Tampa or he retires. I was wrong. He signed a one-year deal with uh, Atlanta. Oh, he did? He did. Oh, okay. So Atlanta gets Charlie Morton, and that makes them pretty good with a 1-2 of Soroka and Morton, even though Morton's 37 years old. Morton's been great the last four years. Yeah.
1: We didn't count LeMayhew because you have a strong inkling that he's just going to re-sign with the Yankees. I do. Um... Nelson Cruz I, is going back to the Twins, I do
0: believe as well. He hasn't. I don't think he signed yet.
1: I don't know. I don't know about LeMahieu. Um For me, he's so he's younger. He's only thirty two, but to me, the Yankees should want to get a lot younger, right? To kind of rebuild. But the only they're. They're the only, trying to build a championship team out of desperation, and they're getting a lot of older players, which has kind of been their mo. Though they haven't really ever signed a young player. Yeah, now, but
0: here's the thing though: is if they don't get Lemayhu, who is the best second baseman on the blo- on the yeah, block right now. Yeah. It's the same two guys we talked about with with Boston. James Paxton, 70.
1: James Paxton in Boston, by the way.
0: Um, it's. <laughs> It's Kika Hernandez or it's Colton Wong. Those are the only three options yes. that they have at second base. I mean, they could put... Andujar Justin there. Turner. They could still put Andujar there and maybe play... Yeah. um, uh, What's his name? Alex Rodriguez, top third baseman in the game for some stupid reason. Gio uh, Geo Urshela. Urshela at third yes. base full time. But they... Yeah, they... Like, I don't think Har profiles as second baseman. But... It's just one of those things where, yeah, it's either LeMahieu or it's or it's Hernandez KK. or it's Colton Long. Right. Those are the only three options if New York wants to stay somewhat good up the middle. And yeah, I was surprised that they tendered a contract to Gary Sanchez. But at the same time, I wasn't because they think that he's the they next. Get? No, because there was talk that they were obviously thinking about trading him. And then I then I thought they might not tender him because obviously he hasn't been what they thought he was going to be.
1: But, yeah, who else is... Who
0: else are they going to get? Are they going to get all go, the
1: money for Real moves They're not
0: going to go get Real moon. Right. So, they didn't really have any other options there. Yeah. I mean, uh, James that's, McCann. So,
1: that that's a, that's a position that is dangerously understaffed right now.
0: Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah. I remember, was it just a few years ago, we were talking about how good the catching position was, like, four or five years ago. Yeah. When when Posey was at his top and Salvador Perez was at the top yeah. and who else was there? Like, like
1: Lucroy, Yeah. And
0: there were so many really good catchers. Yeah. And now, and, y- and Yadier Molina, and now it's like,
1: they're all on the back end of their They're careers. all older.
0: So now it's like, we're waiting for the next flood of, of, of good catchers to come through. Yeah. And it's kind of like we were talking about like how stacked the first base position was when it was Rizzo and Adrian Gonzalez right. And, right. and all those guys. And now the first base position, in my opinion is kind of getting a little bit weak. Right. You know, it's like you get waves of really strong areas. Like, was it just like three, two year two or three years ago it was like shortstop it was Corey Seager. Yeah. And Francisco Lindor and Brandon Crawford. And, and
1: I mean, right now you still have two killer, two killer shortstops on the market.
0: Yeah. I mean, both below average, well, um, not both below average hitters, but not great. Simmons is way below average as a hitter, but with the glove, it kind of makes up for it. You know, otherwise, you know, you've got uh, Didi, who's a great hitter. Right. But like dead pole hitter, he's not going to hit the ball the other way. Yeah. And, and Simeon, (sighs) who's kind of an everywhere hitter, but a worse defender than both of those two. Yeah. But you kind of take the good with the bad there.
1: Right. So I think that, yeah, you're still talking about pretty much the hardest position.
0: Oh, it is. It is, you know, short and catcher are probably the two hardest positions to play yeah. in the big leagues. And and we'll just kind of leave it there. So episode 24 in the books, I think, Shh. I don't know if there was anything else that you want to talk no. about. Did you have any final thoughts? Right. No, you, I'm good. Are you, uh, you watching
1: anything baseball related recently uh, or uh, Nope. In just the, waiting for some free agent <laughs> shit to pop the, off in the near future. Yeah. I'm, I'm getting antsy. I've been, uh, I, I've
0: started, I, I looked the other day, there's a hundred and actually yesterday, there's 116 days left until major league baseball opening day. So I've been thinking about like, what team's season do I want to watch before opening day 2021? I almost opened day 2020, opening day 2021. And I think I've decided that I will be rewatching, even though we know they lost in Game Six of the ALCS in 2015, I'll be watching the 2015 Toronto Blue Jays season. They okay. finished 27 games. I just want to rewatch that game. Yeah, they finished 27 games above 500. And we talk about a, a teams, and that's not going to be too long of a tangent here. We talk about yeah. teams that are super fun to watch. That 2015 Blue Jays team was unreal. Josh Donaldson, Troy Tulowitzki, yeah. Russell Martin, Jose Bautista. Like, any one of those guys could have hit fourth or third in any lineup. Yep. And at some points in the season, they had Russell Martin hitting seventh. And they had Edwin and Carlos Sion. Yeah. Like talk about a fun team to watch. Yeah. I just, I, I uh, man, I'm so excited to start watching that season. I got to start watching it soon. Soon. Because yeah. <laughs> I, I have it all on my, on a playlist on YouTube. And it's like 174 games I have to watch in 117 days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's fine. We'll get it done. Yeah. So if there's any, uh, I don't know if you're still listening. Awesome. Thanks for listening this far.
1: Yes. But if there's
0: any teams seasons that were super fun to watch that you guys really enjoyed, because especially in the off season, obviously I try to watch as much as I can from other teams or try to watch some things from other teams. I'm interested. Like I, I love watching the giants, but it's fun to, to watch other teams. Yeah. And, I think the 2018 Red Sox season would be fun to watch as well, not only because they won the World Series because that team was actually really good. Uh but yeah, any other anything else that's that team-wise or game even an individual game that was just un- unbelievably fun to watch. Yeah. Like I watched I watched uh well you you and I watched the the Cubs and Nats game yep. with a walk-off grand slam from David Bodie. Yeah. Uh that was that game was awesome. Um, obviously game five of the 2015 ALDS with the Toronto hitting the walk off or not even the walk off that, that just that inning, the grand slam. Yeah. Like and Bautista, yeah, that, that was yeah, that was crazy. Um, that is a fun game, but yeah, if just anything that's fun to watch. I'm down to watch it and let us know. Cause yep. I mean, we'll even watch it together. I don't really care. Yeah. I mean, so. sounds good. All right. Well, yeah. again, episode 24 in the books. Thanks again for listening. We'll hit you guys with another episode probably around the new year, I think. Yeah. Just unless something crazy happens and then there's we'll a flurry of trades next week or free agent signings are crazy.
1: I'm so in.
0: We'll just we'll have to we'll have to work it out there. So everybody enjoy your holidays. We'll talk to you guys probably like I said around the 1st, maybe a little bit after. So yep. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye. Bye,
1: guys, see you. In the